you're tuned in to the Tin Roof Farm Radio Show, a podcast from Greenville, South Carolina, on all things food, beverage, locally roasted coffee, and craft beer. I'm John Malik, the lesser half of Greenville's best-loved chef couple, John and Amy Malik, and we're broadcasting from our Tin Roof Farm in Piedmont, South Carolina. Thank you for listening, and welcome to the show. Danny Meyer is a giant in the food and beverage industry. Many years ago, he opened his first restaurant, Union Square Cafe, in New York City, and now his Union Square Hospitality Group owns a dozen or so restaurants and is responsible for launching the careers of chefs such as Tom Colicchio, Claudia Fleming, Carrie Heffernan, and Michael Romano. And he started the country's hottest burger joint right now, Shake Shack. A few years ago, he authored the definitive journal on successful restaurant management in which he details his approach, which he's labeled Enlightened Hospitality. Setting the Table came out in October of 2006 and immediately received critical acclaim uh, across the globe. What he created in his New York City restaurants is an atmosphere of warmth, congeniality, and fun combined with the luxurious settings that offer the best of fine dining with splendid hospitality. His lessons, however, transcend the price tag of dinner at Gramercy Tavern or The Modern. I read the book years ago, and it recently came across my Audible feed, so I picked it up, and I've been listening to it the last couple weeks. If you're in the restaurant business, or you have a brick-and-mortar location, or you regularly deal with other human beings throughout the course of your day, I would invite you to pick up a copy and give it a read or a listen. The success of his many restaurants is due to a large degree on his standards of training, his lessons in gracious hospitality, and his excellent leadership. Recently, I stopped in uh, to a new food and beverage operation, relatively new, and I had a very amateur experience. I was poorly welcomed. The staff didn't smile at me. I wasn't offered a menu until I asked for one, and I observed numerous clunky interactions between other customers and a poorly trained staff that wasn't sure of their own menu, their own dining room floor plan, or their own leadership. It was a cringeworthy experience just sitting there as a, as a solo diner. The restaurant business is tough, and it, and it literally takes no prisoners. It has a notorious failure rate, and in this day of, of instantaneous social media reviews that can make or break a new restaurant, I really don't understand why an operator wouldn't want everything going for them right off the bat, especially when a brilliant training manual and recipe for hospitality success is just an audible purchase away. <sighs> Frustrated. Well, enough about that. This week's interview is with Christina and Brett Barrist of Naked Pasta. And Christina shares space in the village of West Greenville with Jeremy, the Revival Butcher. We're big, we're big fans of uh, fresh pasta, and making it is a very enjoyable and cathartic experience. If, however, you prefer to buy fresh pasta, please visit Christina at Naked Pasta. Uh, in her location in the West Village or at the farmer's market when it kicks back up again. And if you do so because you heard it here, please let her know. And Brett, her husband, asked me to tell you, meaning the listeners, that <laughs> everyone that comes up to them and says, hey, do you make the pasta naked? 
for some reason they think that they're hearing that for the first time. So y'all cut that out, okay? <laughs> they don't make the pasta naked. <laughs> it just doesn't have any unnecessary ingredients in it. So let's get on to the interview with Christina and Brett Barrist. Welcome to the Tin Roof Farm radio show, Christina Barrist from Naked Pasta. Hi, how you doing? Doing fabulous, Christina. Thank you so much for coming out. And you have brought your husband. I have. My husband, Brett Barrist. Hello there. Thanks for having us. Brett, thank you so much for coming out. I'm very excited to have y'all out here. I'm a big fan of what y'all are doing, especially given the pasta unfriendly environment that we seem to be in these days. Tell me about it. It is that. Yeah. (laughs) I love pasta. It is one of the oldest forms of prepared food known to civilization. And it's right up there with bread and beer. And did you know, let me get off on a tangent real quick. Did you know that the first, well, not the first, but the, but the uh, uh, oldest example we have of writing is actually a beer recipe? I did think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So beer and bread, right? Because right. you had to, you had to sterilize the water and beer is a, back then, of course, the beer isn't what we had, but it was a method of sterilizing the, the water. The water would kill you. The beer wouldn't. Exactly. Exactly. True words were never spoken. Uh, cultures across the globe throughout time have used this technique of uh, of mixing flour and water into a paste, flavoring it and cooking it in a variety of ways. And I believe we can thank the Chinese yes. uh, for, for really bringing that to the forefront of cuisine and then the Italians for refining it. You know, that, that old story of Marco Polo going to China mm-hmm. with a – fleet of elephants or whatever. <laughs> right. I think that's been kind of disproved, but... It sounds but, great, though. Yeah, it does sound great, though, right? Hit facts get in the way of a good story. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So if you're in Greenville and you want artisan handmade pasta, the place to find it is at Naked Pasta. Christina, tell us, give us a little short story here. Uh, where are you from originally? Uh, originally from Chicago. I was, grew oh. up there when I was 10. Where, where it's going to be... Tomorrow, it's really cold. It's gonna be like forty-five below zero yeah, or something like that. I'm glad I don't live there anymore. I, we are too. We're glad. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, my family moved us down to Houston in 1980, so I was 10 years old when we moved down there. Yeah. And so that's where I learned to be a Southern girl. All right. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So did you grow up in Houston? I did. Yeah, part? I would say that would. I'm. I'm a Texan. Yeah. yeah, yeah that was, all right. You know. All right. So what brought you to Greenville originally? Actually, originally brought me to the upstate was Anderson, South Carolina. Okay. Totally different field. I used to do echocardiogram, so I would do ultrasounds of people's hearts. Oh, come on. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. I went to medical field. I always wanted to go to culinary school. Uh-huh. I was about to make the jump, and I realized I didn't want Because wanna... you were making too much money. You you had your yeah. weekends off. <laughs> 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 no, I realized it wasn't, yeah, that this culinary school was not going to make me money. So I went into cardiovascular school instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but food has always been the passion. So, yeah, so I moved to, to, the, to Anderson in 05. Okay. Worked at the hospital. We moved to Greenville in, I think, 12. Um, yeah, and met all kinds of great people, and the food scene was burgeoning. And Yeah. Yeah, a lot of exciting things happening then. Very cool. And so where did y'all meet? Where did you meet your husband? We met in Anderson. Um, we both okay. lived there and would kind of run into each other at the local watering holes now and then. And actually, so he's not a physician or anything like that, no, right? Yeah. No, okay. No, he was owned a glass company, so he did you know commercial glass windows and stuff. And so we ran into each other out and about. And actually, tomorrow is our ten year anniversary. 
Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I'm glad, that, yeah. I'm glad my wife and I don't celebrate yeah. that. <laughs> I, well, he has to tell me because I wouldn't remember that. But, yeah. no. Yeah, it was the Tuesday before the Super Bowl was the only reason we remember it. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> gotcha. You know, our the way I remember our anniversary is that it's Indy 500 weekend. Oh, see? <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. No. And I'm, I'm a, a, a open wheel racing nut, and so it's like we we've had many conundrums about you know what are we going to do this weekend, and I'm like, well, they need we're going to watch the race. Rick Mears is going for his fifth win. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you don't have a food background. You have no, a love no. of food. Love of food. Yeah, not a trained food background. Never went to culinary school. Just. From my earliest memory, uh, yeah. three years old, I fell in love with food. So, yeah. do you remember? Do you, do you do you know your first food memory? Do you have? Any oh memories? yeah, Julia Childs sitting there watching it, and I was three years old with my great grandmother, and it was like yesterday. And we sat there, and I remember looking at her like, "This is amazing!" Wow. And she's—I don't even know what she made, but yeah, was I it was the black just, and white Julia Childs? Oh yeah, the black and white shows seventy-three from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. I was just enamored with. Uh, the food, the way it looked, and the way she was, you know, the knives wheeling. And, and the excitement and the that excitement. she would generate. Yeah. yeah. So I would, you know, yeah. get in the kitchen. I'd want to cut, you know, celery or carrots for dinner and uh-huh. started making breakfast for my family about five years old and actually would skip school and play sick so I can stay home and watch all the PBS cooking shows. <laughs> Did you watch uh, The Galloping Gourmet, Graham Cook? Oh, yes. Graham oh, my Cook. gosh. What yeah. A- Yan Kang Cook. Yeah. I made all of those. That was my fir- first memory, I think, uh, was uh, my mom and I would watch. My mom was a wonderful cook. And so we would watch Graham Kerr. Oh, yeah. And I think she preferred Graham over oh, Julia. He was so, oh, my God. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> so I can see, I guess my mom was like 35 at the time. I can see if, if you if you, if you were a 35 year old woman, how you would be more. Right. How Graham Kerr would be more appealing than, than Julia, Julia Todd. Julia Todd. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember the first thing you made? Ah. <sighs> It was probably breakfast. Scrambled eggs, yeah. bacon, hash browns, toast. Yeah. I think I got up. I had the step stool in front of the stove and had everything, and then went and woke everybody up and said, I made breakfast. Yeah, but then I started getting, like, soups for fun to make. and Right. Yeah. I, Alex George and I were talking when he was on the podcast, and uh, I said, you know, I remember the first thing I made. It was a, it was a, a broiled open-faced mayonnaise and pickle sandwich. <laughs> Well, we can both see. We can both see. Well, you know where that was going. You know, right? (laughs) But yeah, you just smear the mayonnaise on the the bread and and longitudinal long slices of pickles, and underneath the broiler, and the mayonnaise gets all brown and. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't do it. We are not mayonnaise fans. Mayonnaise brulee. (laughs) Yeah, and then probably wanted some sandwiches on the rig. I, I know you're the second owner of Naked Pasta. Mm-hmm. Right. And and real quick, for those of y'all that that are that are curious and don't know. So she's been a fixture. Naked Pasta has been a fixture at the downtown market. Greenville's downtown right. market for since five 2013. years. Six, yeah. yeah. Okay. Five, six years going on. Now. Yeah. But if since we're not in market season right now, unless it's like Toasty Farm or something, mm-hmm. you you can still walk into your shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we're buy, open what, five days a week, six days, five. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. 
So yeah, four, four days, eight, four, yeah. three and a half, four days. Uh, but I'm always welcome to meet somebody there on off days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't live very far, so. And you're right in that same neighborhood with GB&D and yeah, Anchorage. Yeah, and... we're right down the street, right in the village of West Greenville on yep. Pendleton Street. Yep. All right, cool. All right, so tell me about Naked Pasta. Uh, since you're the second owner, were you a fan, were you a fan of them? I was, yeah. Prior? I was actually totally a fan. I was friends with the girl who started it and kind of mm-hmm. would get some taste tests and the stuff that they were you know, working on trying to come out with. And, um, yeah, I was always a fan. I'd go down to the farmer's market and we'd get our pasta and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then it was, didn't get it as much and product kind of changed a little bit. And then the opportunity came up that it was going to be for sale or just going to uh-huh. go by the wayside. And we decided that we loved the product so much and knew what it, we wanted it to be and what it could be. And right. how cool is it to Greenville has a pasta company, right? Right. you know, so we, you know, got our all our eggs in a row, and we're going to buy this and do this. I've always said, and I love my wife. I love, <laughs> I love, her, I love her dearly. Uh, Bless her heart. Yeah, all right. Here we go. <laughs> I have seen her cook for people before, uh-huh. and she's amazing, but she does not have the temperament to be on a restaurant <laughs> line. Okay. Uh, Wait staff would die. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Sous chefs would get cut with relative frequency. Yeah. But I always saw Naked Pasta as the perfect spot for her. Right. Where she could be in her own kitchen producing what she wants to produce at her own pace. And then taking that to the Saturday morning farmer's market and meeting the customers one-on-one and having those conversations with her personality. This is everything that she is most suited for. Yeah. And that was... That was a core part of the business model when we first looked at it. Yeah, and it was great because he knew me better than myself, and it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. Right. So was pasta something that you were already uh, doing a lot of at home? No, I made it one time in my 20s. I made ravioli. Seriously? Oh, oh, yeah. And I was like, man, this is hard. This makes makes a mess in your kitchen. There's flour everywhere. My forearms are rolling out. Oh, yeah, rolling that out. And uh, no, I've... Pasta is a great medium for so many things. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's nutritional. You know, I mean, it's healthy. You can add right. fresh vegetables or legumes or, you know, meats and stuff. And, you know, and it's just so versatile to kind of be an empty canvas mm-hmm. to kind of build upon and to get a balanced meal out of one dish. Yeah. So that and I always, you know, like to be healthy when I'm cooking and eating. And I, and I just wanted to take this and. Mm-hmm. Blow it up and see where we can go. Yeah. I think one of our favorite parts about working the farmer's market and having that one-on-one interaction with the customers is when somebody comes back a week later and says, oh, I love the garlic fettuccine that I bought from you last week. And then you say, well, what'd you do with it? And then they give yeah. us this elaborate recipe what, that they paired it with and what sauce they made and what vegetables you put it, they put in there. And we look at each other like, well, we've got to try that. Yeah, yeah. So the, re- the yeah. customers are telling us what to do with our products and then yeah, yeah. run home and give it a shot. That's neat. Now, how long, remind us, how long have you owned it? Three years now? No, two, it'll be two years this March. Two, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. March 17 is yeah. when we bought it. I took over and I had to learn how to use the equipment and, you know, make it on a 10 batch, you know, system and mm-hmm. learn how to sheet it and run the ravioli machine and, yeah, how many different machines do you have over there? So just two, or three, actually. We have a big mixer, of course, right, and then we have a sheeting machine where we can cut the capellini, linguine, or fettuccine, so it's all flat noodle. And then a ravioli machine, which has a hopper and feeds the dough in, and it kind of seals it and right. makes the ravioli. But we yeah. hand sheet and 
separate them all on one sheet, you know, so it's, yeah. it's still a lot of handwork. So when you, have you used a guitar before to cut? I the, have not, the no. The fettuccine or? No, just because I'm doing so much at one time, you know, I right. mean, I'm cutting three right. to five pounds at once. Right. And to sit there and, you know, takes yeah. a little bit longer. The hand, the hand stuff, cavatelli, stuff like that, gnocchi, I'd mm-hmm. like to get into do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now we're just trying to focus on the basics right. and making those good. Yeah. And better and better and better and then, you know, move into those other things when yeah. we can. Yeah. She makes me hand cut the papadil. Yes. He does, <laughs> does hand cut the papadil. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. When I first started making pasta, I think I was just using water and oil. Okay, yeah. And eventually I graduated to eggs and oil or, mm-hmm. or eggs and cream or so when you when you make the dough, is the dough is the basic dough all the same? You yeah, one? all the basic doughs are the same. It's flour, right. eggs, and water if need be. Right. Um, and then, and then you flavor from there. Flavor with fresh vegetables. So yeah. the spinach is fresh chopped spinach. The roasted garlic, I fresh roast the garlic. You know things like that. The roasted red pepper, I fresh roast the bell peppers. Peel them, chop them up, put them in the dough. So you're yeah. actually getting. You know, a vegetable in your pasta. It's like a salad in a noodle. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a salad. Yeah. It's a hot salad. <laughs> it's a hot salad, yeah. With um, a little olive oil and a squirt of lemon juice. Yeah, you're good to go. A little parm. Yeah. yeah. Might as well be a vinaigrette on top. But yeah, all the, the dough is the basic recipe. Yeah. Besides the gluten-free. And the vegan, of course, doesn't have the eggs. With respect to the gluten-free, mm-hmm. um, where are you with that? Now, have you – has that – Demand for that gone steadily up? Has oh, it plateaued? Yes. Is it going no. down? Steadily going up. It's still going up. Um, it was kind of already in the mix uh, from the previous owners. Right. Um, and they, when I bought it, I was using some just King Arthur one-to-one flour, and it was very difficult to work with. I came across this Gigi Nally. She owns Energy Treats. Okay. She does all vegan, gluten-free treats and brownies and stuff. So she makes my flour blend for me. And it is awesome. Okay. Yeah, I can so actually put it through the sheeter. Is that locally made? Yeah, yeah. She's okay. here in Greenville. And is yeah. it rice flour? Or is it, it just three or four different rice flours, anthem, tapioca, and um, a little arrowroot. Oh, yeah, okay. She blends in. And I don't okay. know what her ratios are, but it's right. awesome. It works yeah. great. Yeah, so she makes that for me and it, all of our gluten-free products and stuff. It's right. not fun, though. <laughs> But the demand for that is, is... It's great, and it's huge. And I love that I'm able to make something that is... I can't tell the difference. In the lasagna, really? I can't tell the difference between yeah. the two. Yeah. Um, the, I do some fettuccine sometimes when it works out for me if the dough's not too wet. And it's yeah. it's not that it's not like you know gritty or anything like that. So, yeah, it actually works nice. Right. Was the, was the King Arthur, the measure for measure King Arthur, was that... It was kind of gritty, and it was just... Yeah. It wouldn't hold together. It wouldn't bind... With mm-hmm. eggs as mm-hmm. well. I don't know what. I'm doing recipe yeah. for development. Uh, recipe development for uh, uh, for a new client, and I've got a bag of it. I don't know if I you noticed. Saw, I saw it on the counter. counter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for heaven's sakes, really? Uh, talk to Gigi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You give me your phone number I'm later brilliant. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's neat. What flavor of pasta is is um, do you get the most calls for? Um. Probably the roasted garlic is our probably our biggest seller. I um, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then it, we'd like to do some fun, spicy things in the summer when peppers are growing. So we do mm-hmm. an Angel of Death 3.0. We use the Carolina Reaper pepper. Haven't I had that one? Didn't you give me a I sample? I think I did. Yeah. Get, yeah. 
So it's fun because you can eat it. Yeah, it's delicious. Your face doesn't melt off. And, yeah, it's yeah. delicious. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I'm from South Louisiana, though. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, that's it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a little spicy, but it's. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. Being from Houston, it's uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's spicy, but not not too spicy. Now, Brett, do you have a daily routine over there? Do you, are you in there cranking out noodles with uh, uh, with your bride or not? My day to day is what do you need from me? And some days I'm the errand boy. Sometimes I'm just support staff washing dishes. Some days I'm cutting noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days she lets me go to one of my jobs. It just, <laughs> it just depends on what she needs and when she needs it. Yeah. So, but I do all her deliveries. I and I do upkeep. I guess. Yeah. Keep yeah. her moving. Uh, Helps a lot. Her time's too valuable to be washing dishes or sheeting ravioli. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I take that over for her. Me being a restaurant consultant, hospitality consultant, that is an excellent point. How many times have I sat in somebody's restaurant, a, a potential client, that somebody that invited me in to talk to me, they're busy washing dishes. Yeah. I'm like, well, all right, let's. <laughs> you got to do the important You're stuff. You're too important to be washing yeah. dishes. Surely, you know. If I'm doing something else and I see her walk over to the. The sink to wash dishes. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Back to the noodles. Yeah. <laughs> that's my job. Yeah. But that's a very, it, it is, if you haven't done it in a while, though, it is a very satisfying experience, I would say, that I kind of like once in a while, you know. To, it, it is, because yeah, you yeah. can kind of just, shoop, right, yeah, exactly. Let it all go and get yep. your hands wet. And... Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, how often uh, do y'all have pasta for supper? Uh, <laughs> Two or three times a week, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, or have it at lunch when I'm in the kitchen. It's easy to whip up. Sometimes it's out of laziness. Uh, what do you want to make for dinner? I'll just oh, take some of those extra raviolis. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's out of starvation. Like last week, we were just, it was a long day in the kitchen and it got to be three o'clock and we realized we hadn't eaten. So she cooked up some pasta. And I'd say a third of the time is recipe development. You know, just yeah. take something home, play with it, because, you know, if we're right. not cooking with it, how are we going to tell our customers what to do with it? Right. Um, the lasagna is a lasagna. It goes in the oven for an hour. But mm-hmm. the noodles, it's like she said earlier, it's a blank canvas, and there's so many right. different things you can do with it. And, you know, if we're not eating it to tell our customers, then, you know, we're not yeah. we're not selling the product well. Yeah. yeah, I really like to come up with recipes that are easy that somebody can do at home, and you can make dinner in 15 minutes, and... You know, everybody's got busy lives, and you you know the pasta cooks in three to four minutes. You throw in some vegetables that you sauteed. Right. If you've right. got some sausage or something, or some fish right. or seafood, boom, super easy. Bottle of wine, a green yeah, salad, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 A little garlic bread. You're done. Yeah, when we're there. Yeah, exactly. And that's the beauty of the farmers market too, because on the end that we're at, and being that it's a frozen product, people often come to us last. Right. So they look at the noodles and they say, "Well, what should I get?" And we can. Yeah, what, what is, what's in the bag? Yeah, yeah. Point to their <laughs> what bag and say, right. well, what do you have? And yeah. based on what they already bought for dinner, we can pair it with our noodles. and Yeah, yeah. like this flavor would be good for this or this flavor yeah, would be better. Now you just need like Northampton Wines to open up right next to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you hear that, Richard? That would be perfect, right? <laughs> I love that. If Richard was down there and he had two or three bottles of wine, you know, and, oh, then, yeah. he, and then he could say, then he could say, well, what kind of pasta? What kind of vegetables? What? Did, <laughs> yeah. What are What are you making tonight? Well, here we Definitely, go. Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it goes right with. We that have line. this lovely Chenin Blanc. Yes. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite TV chef or food personality or cookbook author that you turn to for inspiration? Um, I mean, always Julia Childs is in my heart, but um, Marcella Hassan. 
her cookbook has become my Bible. I take a lot of her recipes and try to put them into, can I do this in lasagna or, you know, can I, you know, how would this be in a ravioli, you know, kind of take some of the components of her recipes and, you know, and transform it into something that I can use. And so, yeah, that's, and she's, yeah, it's been amazing. Her books are great. One year when we were at at, uh, Disney World at the Food and Wine Festival, Mm. so my wife and I were guest chefs. So I think I was doing a, a cooking demo. And Marcella Hazan's son came behind oh, me. Oh wow! Right, I can't remember his name. I, and if and if you're listening, I'm sorry. But <laughs> so one of the Disney people introduced me. So he says, "Hey, I'm," and maybe it's Joseph or something. And and I and I shook his hand and I was in a very reverent tone and I said, "You know, your mother's book." And he just rolled his eyes. <laughs> and he goes, oh, here we go again. Yeah, right? oh, no, I'm me. I'm here. And, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you have to tell him. You have to you, tell I him mean, what, it, you yeah. know, what, it, what that book means to, to people like me. You know? Oh, it's, it's like, life-changing. Oh, okay. yeah. It's, it's my, my food Bible. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. My Italian kitchen. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, Macchino. Yep. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. Wonderful book. Did yes. you ever read that uh, interview with her? Uh, the food writer, I can't remember who the food writer was. I think somebody from New York, but he took her to Olive Garden. No, I have not. Yeah, noticed. and it's a great story. And this is this story is probably ten or fifteen years okay. old, right? And the breadsticks come, and she and she puts her her head in her hands, and she goes, "I'm gonna need a drink." And she, <laughs> yeah. And she orders coffin. some. She yeah, she orders bourbon. She she picks up the breadstick and snap and breaks it in half, and she's like, "Ugh, I'm gonna need a drink to get through this meal." <laughs> No, but I'm definitely going to listen to We'll find that. When we're done here, we're going to find that story. We actually met at a tasting at Butcher Shop, New York Butcher Shop. Yeah. Uh, We met the woman who, as a teenager, was the reason that Olive Garden Canada no longer did fresh pasta. Because she said at the time they would be in there making fresh pasta, and she was the fresh pasta maker. Right. Until she lost two of her fingers in the pasta machine, and Olive Garden Canada... Yeah. No longer sold fresh pasta. Right. Wow. <laughs> Started coming in in boxes after that. Yeah. She, she <laughs> swore by the story. <laughs> I don't know. The, oh, it was gloves. So they made them wear gloves, and the gloves sucked in and grabbed oh, her yeah. hand. And, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> cooking, it's not for wimps, right? No, I it's mean, not. It's not. It's hard work. If you could eat pasta anywhere in the world... Any particular restaurant or any region? I mean, I just, I want to tour Italy. I want to go for six months and do the whole country. Six months? At least. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know. I don't know who's going to run the market. Yeah. Or make the pasta yeah. home, but you know. That's... Yeah. Is there a pasta maker out there that wants to, needs a part of right. a six-month job? <laughs> six-month job. <laughs> six-month job. While, while, while they we're gallivanting through Italy. Doesn't mind getting up at 5 a.m. on Saturdays? Right. Right. <laughs> Who, Lugging like, freezers around. Yeah, because who would? Right. No, not many. You have to be a little crazy to do this. Yeah. We're trying to figure out if we can get to Italy this fall. You know, what's it going to cost yeah. and where would we go? And Yeah, so we're we're going to try to make that happen. Cool. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Scott's Cheap Flights. Uh, okay? Yeah, I know. I've had a friend tell me about that. Yeah, $39. $39 a year. Right. You'd be a subscriber, and then you'll get an email with an alert saying, Oh, if you, you know, here's some flights to Italy and, and, um, he'll, he'll tell you tickets that may only last a few hours. They might last 24 hours. It may be two days. Right. So when we went to the Bahamas uh, a couple of weeks back. We bought tickets in July 
$500 for the two of us round trip. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's super cheap. Yep, yeah. exactly. No, that's, exactly. yeah, no. I, so if you can take, if you can take that, that if you can make that $2,000, Five hundred dollars. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you've got yeah. Now now a lot more money to spend in Italy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Scotch cheap flight, y'all. Exactly. Check them out. All right. What's for dinner tonight? Um, actually, dinner tonight I have some bones from uh, Jeremy at Revival Butchery, who I share a space with there. And Love I, what he's doing. Yes, he's awesome. He is yeah. a great guy, and I yeah we have fun fun in there together. But yeah. I got some really nice bones, and I'm going to roast them, and we're going to have some bone marrow and some toasted bread and some roasted vegetables. And, Excellent. Yeah. So let's say somebody walks in, they've never they've never heard of you before, they stumble into your place, mm-hmm. and and you've got a freezer full of stuff, and they've and they've got ten bucks. What should you? What would you not let them leave without? Ah, oh, man, it's hard because you can kind of go in a couple different directions. You can yeah, get yeah. a pack of raviolis. Which run around about ten bucks, or you can get a couple packages of noodles and a sauce. I like or, that idea. Yeah, yeah. So you know, or you can, yeah. you know. How many different sauces do you typically have on I, Three, three a marinara, vodka, and Alfredo, and then I do a basil pumpkin seed pesto, and then I have some tapenades that I make. I have a cheese spread that I make, and I just did a vegan kale pesto, um, and then garlic butter. I kind of try to have you know, so nice, you can just yeah. go home and make it easy. Yeah. I use. We use as much local as we can. All of mm-hmm. our meats come from local farmers. Um, as much vegetables as we can get mm-hmm. seasonally. We that's why we do a lot of seasonally different things. Um, my butter, I use Happy Cow Creamery. Um, you can you, you can well, mix it up. Brent, you want to jump in? Uh, for ten bucks, I'm going ravioli. Um, the beef ravioli, I think, is my favorite. Gibson Farms organic ground beef. Uh, the Italian sausage comes from. Oh, my- back up, back up now. <laughs> Tell us about the beef again, but in the ravioli. Uh, Gibson Farms organic ground beef. He's out of Westminster. Okay. Uh, you get great ground beef, ricotta, a little crunch of onion. It's a ravioli that eats like a cheeseburger. Nice. Uh, yeah. The Italian sausage comes from Turtle Creek Farms up in Tribal's Rest. It's probably the best ground pork I've ever eaten in my life. That being said, you never know what she's going to have in there because there's something special every right. week. So right. maybe you want to get that one because you might not have a chance again until next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All um, right. Like we did the mega noodle this yeah. week, which is uh, six different uh, microgreens in the pasta. Okay. So okay. it's really nutrient dense, all superfoods. So cabbage, arugula, broccoli, peppercress. Oh, um, superfoods. You had to bring that up. I oh, did. Ah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I love I love anything that's been labeled superfood. I enjoy it. Right. Yeah, it's great. But the but the idea that the one particular is food is going to save you. No, it's or not. It's gonna, yeah. Uh-uh. And, no, and by that, I mean it's like your life. right. Yeah. But it's just going to make dinner delicious. Yeah, you get right, a lot more right. nutrients in the you know you get uh, exactly a blueberry is more is more nutrient right. is one blueberry is probably more nutritious than a similar slice of banana. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, right. Right. Um, I agree. But back to the raviolis. So one example that popped in my head was um, her first season at the farmer's market. She did a carrot and lavender ravioli. Nice. And the carrots were from Reading River that. Farms. Yeah, she went yeah. over and picked the carrots with George, the farmer and brought them in. And then two months later, people are still ordering the carrot and lavender ravioli, but Carrots aren't in season, and if we can't get it from our farmer friend that we got them from the first time, you're going to have to wait for them to come back in season. Right. So that's where I say if you've got 10 bucks, get the thing yep. that you're not going to be able to get next week. Yeah, gotcha. Let's play a game here. we got $25, lunch for two, lunch for three, whatever. Where are you going to go? In town, in Greenville. 
in town. Masada. Masada. I love it. Yes. Masada yeah. for sure. We just yeah. went there on Saturday, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gina and Roberto love what they're doing over yeah. there. Just, I agree. They're making some fantastic food. And ten bucks. You can eat like a king. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Ten bucks over there. And get a beer. Yeah, and maybe a hug. Maybe a hug from Gina. Probably a hug from Gina. Always a hug from Gina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. That's our. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of our favorites too. All right, you've got three, four hundred dollars dinner for two, or let's say five hundred bucks. You've hit the lottery. You invite me and Mrs. Malik out to dinner. Got five hundred dollars to blow through. Where are we going? Anchorage. Anchorage. Yeah. You know, we're going to have a hard time spending $500. <laughs> but let's go we for We can it. drink some wine. Greg is saying, well, we can yeah. charge him $50 could, just to sit right, down. You just know? sit down, yeah. I've seen their cocktail menu. I think I can do it. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's, no, Greg and Beth are doing awesome things over there. We yeah. love being in the same neighborhood. and Yeah, that's our, our go-to dinner. Before y'all go, remind us of the hours that y'all keep over there. So Wednesday, 10 to 5. Um, okay. Thursday and Friday, 11 to 6, and then on Saturday, 9 to 12. And then we do the farmer's market downtown, May to October. And I'm always available for a phone call to meet you at the kitchen. Okay. Almost always. Do you all do, you all do another market? Do you uh, do no. a winter market? No. We don't. Uh, we do a little winter market in Naked Pasta. Um, sometimes we get Grown Green Family Farms, and we've got the bake room a couple doors down, and Cuckoo Juice around the corner. Right. Kind of like a walking market. There's fans chocolate, so there's a lot of new stuff that you can come explore the village and check out everything. But we're also in some retail spots at New York Butcher Shop, both their locations. Okay. Augusta Road and Woodruff, and of course, Wild Rabbit Cafe and Grocery carries quite a bit of our product. Um, and then a couple new spots, uh, Whitehall Produce down in Anderson. Oh, where's that? Whitehall Road, um, mm-hmm. going out to 24. It is right next to the Barnwood Grill, which, which is, if you've never been there, you wouldn't think to stop. It looks like a shanty on the side of the road. Right. But they're doing all local, farm-to-table, breakfast, lunch. It's, it's a Barnwood Grill. It is Barnwood a great grill. little spot. Really? Awesome. That's, it is a hidden gem in Anderson. Yeah. That is, that's too cool. It's super good. And Very then, rarely yeah. does, some, does somebody... <laughs> we stumped you. Stumped like that, yeah. <laughs> No, We've lived in Greenville six or seven years now after a brief stay in Anderson, and we still speak regularly about the Barnwood Grill and Summit Joe's. Yeah, I know, I know Summit Joe's. Wishing mm-hmm. that they were here in town. Downtown Anderson, it is so cool. The architecture, yeah. it really the is skyline, yeah, it's, is, beautiful. it's beautiful. It yes. really is. They've done a really nice job. Yeah. But I've, I've been out there on like a Friday or Saturday in the season, and it's like... If you live in Anderson, you don't go to downtown Anderson. Shame on you, Anderson. I know, right. Get Shame out there. On, I know. Shame on y'all. Downtown, eat dinner at Summit Joe's, go around the corner for a great beer at Carolina Bowerhouse. House. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah. That's, exactly. Those two spots alone are worth the trip. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. All right, so where can we follow you? On Instagram, Instagram Facebook? Instagram, Facebook. Um, naked Pasta? Naked, naked Pasta? Uh, Instagram is Naked underscore Pasta. Okay. Um, Facebook is Pasta Greenville SC because... Facebook doesn't let you have the word naked. In oh, my gosh. You can have it as your name, but not in your at name. And then we're on Twitter, uh, Naked Pasta. And then also on the web. We don't tweet yeah. much. Yeah. NakedPastaSC.com. Yeah. So you keep you keep that up to date. And so if we want to know about specials, yep. every day. follow yeah. you on Instagram. Instagram is probably the, the most up to date. And, of course, feeds into Facebook. But, yeah, yeah every day, almost every day I'm, Try to post, you know, what we're, who we're working with, what we're doing, what we've got coming. Yeah. We also do a little e-news blast, so. All right, neat. Get a little more. I give recipes in there and some other kind of stuff that. 
Christina, Brett, thank you so much for coming out to the farm today. I hope you enjoyed. The, y- y'all got a little tour when you got here and got we to did. hang out with the turkeys the and, and the chickens and, yeah. and the goats. And and uh, and you were lucky. I had some Bahamian sourdough bread that just came mm. out of the oven. It was delicious. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you for having us. It's been great. And, uh, it's a pleasure hanging out with you today. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I love what y'all are doing. Y'all keep it up. Thank y'all, you. And y'all go visit them. Go buy the pasta. Gluten-free or, or full of gluten doesn't matter to me. <laughs> just to, just go buy it. Just get out there. Vegan as well. Well, I'm John Malik, restaurant coach, and I help make restaurants successful. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you, Christina, and thank you, Brett. The Tin Roof Farm Radio Show is a production of Jack Russell Social Media, and our music is all gussied up by John Starcluster. Thank you for listening.